Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. I don't usually do deliverance services, but I like to do them once in a while. Um, reason being is that for a long time, I believe that the church has taught deliverance the wrong way. And if something is not taught the right way, then the results will always be lacking or it will not be to the extent that God desires it. You see, the freedom of God is absolute. It is not uh, halfway. It is not a little bit. The Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So if you don't have the right information or the right knowledge of deliverance, what happens is that you will be free in small um, fragments, but the outcome that God desires will never be 100%. Now, the problem is all these things, uh, it is not difficult. It's simply the misinformation. I know that is a term that people love to use in today's world, but it is actually true when it comes to spiritual things, that if something is not taught the right way, you actually create more bondage than you do create freedom. Uh, I'll say that one, one more time. If something is not taught the correct way, you are actually creating more bondage than you are creating freedom. And the worst kind of bondage, remember, to be bound is a demonic element because God never created us to be bound, but the Lord made us to be free. So the element of bondage itself is demonic in nature, but it is not necessarily a demon that will be bringing it across. The devil is very good. The Bible says in the last days, people will depart from their faith and they will take on doctrines of demons. So the devil knows that if you have the wrong doctrine, he doesn't even have to do anything. You're already bound. I feel like I'm talking to myself. We Zoom people here. Can we turn on that screen so that I can see what is happening? I only have a fly in front of me. So, so is somebody understanding this? Zoom people, if you're there, wave your hands. Wave your hands if you can hear me. Those who are on YouTube also. Uh-huh. So understand this by the spirit of the living God that the moment... You are misinformed. You're already bound. Already, technically, you are already bound. And the worst bondage is mental bondage because with mental bondage, you can't cast it out. You can't rebuke it. You can't plead the blood of Jesus. You can't fast and pray. The only way you get deliverance from that is the correct information. So the question is how many people are privileged like we are where we can be that you receive sound doctrine. You see, if the wrong doctrine is in you, even spiritually you cannot see. Jesus will stand in front of you and you will not recognize him. So the key to total deliverance is number one, having the correct information. 
understanding what deliverance entails, what it looks like, what God is desiring, what God is looking after, what you need to do in order to be totally free. I will say it again. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I want us all to say together, one, two, three. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. One more time. One more time. You can say it even better. One more time so that hell can hear it. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Glory. So understand this that when Jesus steps in the scene, freedom is a hundred percent. I personally don't believe in continual deliverance. I don't believe in that. That means that, and you will understand why I don't believe in that, even though it happens. Me saying I don't believe in that, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm simply saying me, that is not what I believe, because Jesus never set somebody free continually. We are liberated continually with sound doctrine, but demonic activity in our life is one time. Jesus never had to deliver somebody ten times. The disciples never had to deliver somebody 20 times. One time. The reason why it was a one-time deal is because the correct information was preached before deliverance happened. Is somebody understanding this? Now, one of the biggest mistakes as we are going deep into understanding this before we pray for deliverance is I want you to understand something that is very profound. The point of deliverance, before we even get deep into it, uh, is to understand that deliverance is not about demons. Listen to me clearly. Deliverance is not about demons. The church highlights demons more than the thing that actually causes you to be free. Deliverance is not about demons. Deliverance is a sign that in your life the presence of the presence of God is lacking. Deliverance is about the lack of the presence of God in an individual's life. It is not about how many demons you are facing or how much oppression you're going through or how many battles you're going through. That is not the point. The point is the presence of God is lacking in your life. Are you listening to me, somebody? Deliverance is about the presence of God. In a place where there is no presence of God, demons are guaranteed to have free reign. Demons are guaranteed to step on you, to stomp on you, to destroy you, to distract you, to do everything possible because the safeguard, our shield, our protection, our sword, our fight, it is the spirit of God that defends us against evil spirits. So when we talk about deliverance, people always want to talk about witchcraft, sorcery, how bad it is, how this is, how demons do this. No, 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 no. 
Revelation Church, we will have the correct doctrine. Amen. We will have the correct doctrine. Amen. Deliverance is about being in the presence of God. Let's look at this real quick. Let's read this uh, uh, quickly, as quickly as we can. Are you ready? Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Somebody can read for us. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. If you don't have it, I'll read it. Got it. You have it? Okay, go yeah, for it. Second Corinthians 3, 17. Uh-huh. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Did you see that? Let's all read it together. One, two, three. Now the, the Lord is the spirit. spirit. And, and where, where the, spirit the spirit of the Lord, Lord is, is, there is liberty. Let's read it one more time. One, two, three. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. One more time. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So hear this. And the Lord, it's talking about Jesus. And the Lord Jesus is that spirit. And where the Holy Spirit is, freedom is natural. You are praying for deliverance because the presence of God is not in your life. You do love Jesus. You do love Jesus. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. You have given your life to Jesus, but you have not understood how to create a relationship with Jesus. Are you listening to me? You have not uh, uh, received the in-depth understanding of how to walk with Jesus. And because that walk is non-existent, you see, the problem with spiritual things is this. Is that I can assume I have a good relationship with Jesus. I go to church. I give tithes and offerings. I fast and pray. I do this, I do that. But that does not mean you have a relationship with God. Mm. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't guarantee that. That is not what reveals that Jesus is with you. Doing those things, it is good, but you must do them by divine revelation. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. If there is no leading of the Holy Spirit, then you don't have a relationship with him. There are so many people around the world today that, you know, they fast, they pray, they do this. But if you ask them, what did the Lord reveal to you? What did the Lord minister to you? Does God speak to you? I'm not saying you're going to hear God's voice like, let's say, I am a prophet. It is my calling to hear his voice. But I am not saying hear God the way I hear him. But is there a leading of the spirit that is bearing fruits to prove that Jesus is with you? The Bible, Jesus said it like this. Let me give you, make it simple. The Lord Jesus said it this way. He said, unless you are in me and I in you, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and I in you, then you shall bear what? Much fruit. So your life can be evident that Jesus is with you. The presence of Jesus produces fruit. Yes. Meaning that your life will be advancing. There will be no hardships. Sickness can come, but you'll be healed. 
If there's demonic fight, you will overcome. Everything that comes to you because the Bible says, if the enemy comes rushing in like a flood, the Holy Spirit shall raise what? A standard. Meaning that you will have means to battle that thing and you'll go over it. But, if it is lacking, you will do all manner of prayer and nothing will change. Absolutely nothing will change. The point of deliverance is the presence of God. Some of you have been following my ministry for a long time. Some have been there like uh, Apostle JT has been with me 10 years. Um, many have been with me for years and years. Uh, my daughters like Liana and, and many others have been there from the beginning. One thing that has always been an eff- emphasis when you encounter me is you encounter the presence of God. True. This is why you can be in service and I just pray and demons will manifest from everywhere. Why are they manifesting? There is a presence Amen. that cannot permit somebody to be demonically oppressed, possessed, to be amongst us and not be free because Jesus is in that place. There is a famous uh, R&B singer uh, uh, that came to visit me. She was very popular in the 90s and early 2000s. Her name is uh, Miss Angie Stone. She came to see me. She, She came, drove to church and just sat outside from 3 p.m. and nobody was there. She just sat there waiting. And she found every way she could to get in touch with me. Some famous people contacted me online because of her. Then finally, uh, uh, my daughter, uh, Prophetess Terren, called me and said, Papa, this woman is looking for you. I directed them to Auntie Benny. Then when I found out who it was, the Lord ministered to me about her and what is going on. Immediately, I sent uh, my son, Uncle Fred, to go and get her, and Uncle Fred brought her to me. When she came, she said something. She said this. She said, I wanted to meet you for a long time, and I came just to see you because I know God is with you. That term means that there is a presence. It doesn't just happen here. It doesn't matter where I go. If I pray, it will happen the same. I went to us, uh, um, one of my, my very good friend, an apostle of God. It's a Spanish church. I went there and uh, I, I just prayed like I pray. Demons come out of everybody. Amen. We went to uh, uh, Dallas, Winspear Theater. We opened the mouth. The whole crowd, almost 60% of the people were demonically oppressed. They were delivered. The key to deliverance is not the kind of prayer you are praying. The key to deliverance is the presence you are carrying. Amen. Amen. Oh, I thought I would hear better. Amen. 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 Maybe the Zoom people are the only ones that can hear me. Are you there, Zoom people? Wave your hands if you can hear me. I think Mark is not, uh, Mark is just sitting like this. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Yes. It is not the screaming and the shouting. It is not the shouting. It is not the aggression. It is the spirit of the living God. If you don't carry the presence, you cannot set anybody free and you yourself will not be in freedom. 
You can go to a lot of churches. All they have is a good worship, good word. There is no presence. That is why there is no deliverance. But if you look at the highlight of the ministry of our king, the precious Lord Jesus, was that he was known for casting out devils. That when they accused him, what did they say? He's casting out devils by the power of Beelzebub. They did not understand him. And Jesus told them, if I'm casting out demons by Beelzebub, then whom do your sons cast out the devil with? Because you have to understand deliverance is not a New Testament thing. It has been there throughout scripture. But it was only people with the presence that could do it. I was, uh, I was uh, I'm sorry to say this, but I was watching something online that popped up in my timeline. And there was this man of God, and he is a man of God. I won't mention his name, but wrong doctrine. I'm not saying everything that he's teaching is wrong, but what he was saying was absolutely wrong. But I've also seen the pattern of this thing being taught by a lot of people. He said, you know, the Holy Spirit did not come so that we can cast out devils. The Holy Spirit came so that we can preach the word with power. I said, you don't even understand scripture. Paul said, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. Or the power and spirit. Power is a physical thing. It is a physical manifestation. It is not preaching. People have been preaching for too long. We need to prove that God is alive. And, And you know, he went on to say that the Holy Spirit never was on people in the Old Testament, only authority. I said, this is, I wanted to slap my phone, not him, because he's a servant of God. But that's not true. If you look throughout scripture, every deliverer that God sent to Israel, they were full of the Holy Spirit. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is that In the Old Testament, the servants of God were ordained before they came into the world. They were prepared to carry the Spirit of God. But in the New Testament, we are all born again. We are born of the Spirit. And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. That means that the Holy Spirit can also be in you because you came from Him. But the men in the Old Testament were already ordained before they came in the world. They were designed to carry the presence of God. An example is this. I can't tell you when I was baptized by the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't even think that it happened the way you're thinking. From the time I was six years old, the Lord was visiting me. I don't remember the event. Oh, rubbish. It was never like that for me. Because there are certain vessels that are designed like that. That doesn't mean that they are better. It is just the calling of God. But the key here is that every deliverer that came to Israel, God always filled them with his spirit. To the point that when the disciples, people came to complain to them and said, the food distribution is not fair. We need people who can distribute the food fair. The apostle said, listen, we are concerned about the gospel. We can't be worried about distributing food. Find young men full of the Holy Spirit. Not find men who are very good at distribution. They didn't say find men that are honest. They said find men full of the Spirit. And one of those men was Stephen. A young man. 
full of the spirit that was casting out devils, healing the sick, that even when they were stoning him to death, he turned bright like an angel. Children of God, deliverance is not about demons. Deliverance is a highlight that you need the presence of God in your life. Whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on, uh, on, uh, on, on, on Zoom, please understand this. Deliverance is not the highlighting of demons. But it's actually highlighting that the presence of God is not there. Stop making deliverance about demons. Stop making deliverance about witches. Stop making deliverance about curses. This is why you can confess about generational curses, but they don't leave you. Because you don't understand. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is not about confessing the sins of your ancestors. Just get the presence of God. That... Amen dismantles everything. It is not okay. We are going to confess. We are going to do all those things are not what makes you get delivered. Oh, I'm going to renounce. Renouncing is good. Renouncing without the presence, you're still bound because the one who will make you free and the one that will keep you free is Jesus. There is no talking about deliverance if the presence of Jesus is not the main focus. There is no talking about deliverance. Don't even attempt deliverance. Don't even think about deliverance unless Jesus becomes the center of it. If the king of kings is not the center of it, there is no deliverance we are talking about. We are wasting time. It is nonsense. Yes, sir. It is about Jesus. I said it is about who? Jesus. Because no matter what I'm going to teach you today, that is not the important thing. The master key, the master key to change all these things is making our king, the Lord Jesus, the center making sure that you have a solid, tangible, truthful relationship with him. If that is not in place, I don't care how many scriptures you read. I don't care which mountain you go and pray to. It will not make a difference. There is a, a, um, I'm going to highlight this because this was a big thing. There was a young lady, two young ladies that flew from Denmark, Holland, from Holland, from Netherlands, right? From Holland. They came from Holland because they had seen me on, on, on TikTok uh, and they came because her friend needed deliverance. So they came together, but even the other friend also got delivered. Both of them got delivered. But when they came, when I started praying just generally, the young lady was running outside. I said, close the door, nobody's leaving. Because demons are trying to escape the sanctuary because the presence of God is here. The one who is speaking, the presence of God is in them. So they try to run. Many people do that. I shut the doors. Nobody is leaving. So they bring the young lady in front. Within six minutes, she's free. And it was a lot of evil spirits. But it doesn't matter the number. Jesus is always the majority. 
It doesn't matter their power. It's still small compared to the king of glory. The young lady gets delivered. I invite them to come eat. Usually when people travel from far, if I know they are from far, I usually want to eat with them, give them a little time. Um, I sat with her and we were talking with other people and she said that she had spent so much money sending seeds to people, giving to people, doing this, doing that. And she traveled to another country. This prophet gathered other prophets to pray for her and they could not get her free. They went to the prayer mountain and prayed. They could not get her free. She said physical serpents were moving in her stomach. She could feel them move. She could feel them move in her body. Six minutes fixed it all. Never asked her for a dime. She even asked me, do you want me to give something? I said, no, we don't do that here. Sacrificing to God is to appreciate God, but you cannot buy the gift of God. Are you listening to me? You cannot buy the gift of God. We don't deliver you for cash. We don't prophesy to you for cash. We don't do any of those things for money. Right now you are on Zoom. You didn't pay for it. It's the free gift of God that all people can be free. Whether you're on Zoom or you're on YouTube, it's free. Because you need this to be a Christian. How can you follow Jesus if you're not free? How can you? It's impossible. I'm not saying don't give. But I'm not saying your giving is what makes you free. No. You get free because Jesus died for your freedom. I thought I would hear better amen. I thought I would hear better amen. Amen. So I want you to understand this by the spirit of God. That whatever you learn today, the center of it is Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14. 1 Samuel 16 and 14. Listen to what it says. Now the Lord, now the Lord, oh sorry, that was the wrong scripture. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. The moment the presence of God is gone, the next thing is torment. This is why I am highlighting for you. We should not talk about deliverance without the presence of God. Jesus said that an evil spirit can be cast out and the house is clean. That evil spirit will go and gather seven more evil spirit worse than itself. Number seven is the number of completion. That demon will go and find spirit to make sure they complete their assignment. When they come into that man, Jesus said, the condition of the man will be worse than before. So it doesn't matter that you are free, that you are clean. There is no more demon. If Jesus does not enter into that house, you will be worse. You are better off not even getting delivered. No, this is true. Are you here? Yes. You're better off not being delivered. Just keep that demon. 
I thought you would laugh. That's a good joke. Hello. Hello. No, it's the truth. Sometimes it's just leave people alone. If they're not ready to make a conscious decision to follow Jesus, leave them be. Because you see, if you carry the presence of God, somebody like me, I can deliver you by force. But I cannot put Jesus in your life by force. People that have been delivered in this ministry, some didn't even know they are demons until they met me. The moment they encountered me, they realized, uh, after they watched, they didn't know what happened. They blacked out, they wake up, they realized like, huh? That was me. No, 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 no. They can't believe it. Not because I am special. It is the presence of God. It is the simple presence of God. It is the simple presence of God. You can meet me and you get free. If you go back doing nonsense, it's on you. You need to take the presence of God with you. The absence of the spirit of God is demonic oppression. Trouble enters your life. Are you listening to me? Judges chapter 16 and verse 20. Judges 16 and 20. Judges 16, 20. Mm -hmm. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. Mm -hmm. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as, as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Verse 21. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Look at this. The moment the presence of God leaves you, the number one thing that the devil does is he takes your eyes. Hey, Jesus. The first thing is the devil takes your eyes. You no longer can see and comprehend what is going on with you. You will see the one that God sent to set you free and you will think they are the ones that have a problem, yet it is you. Your eyes are taken from you. The number two thing is you are bound with chains. Number three is you are thrown in prison. Number four, you begin to struggle in labor. Everything you do does not produce fruits. You cannot shake out where you are. You are powerless because you are bound. And your eyes are taken from you. You no longer have direction. If the presence of God is departed from you, Samson said, I will do it again. When he did it, he did not know that the presence of God had left him. So many of you, you have to understand, Samson being a prophet, he knew the presence of God, but he did not know when he left. It means that God can leave you and you don't know. That is why deliverance is about your relationship with Jesus. Get serious about walking with Jesus, demons will be under your feet. 
if you are not serious about working with Jesus, you are already bound. Not you will be bound. Already. You're already in bondage. Are you listening to me? Zoom people, are you here? Wave your hands. Wave your hands if you're here. Wave your hands if you're here. I don't know if anybody has any questions, the ones that are sitting up here before we continue deeper. If everything is clear, there's no, you know, it's a class. It's a class. If you have any questions, yes, please. Yes, so if you were, the same thing would be if you were called to to, uh, be up front and you were, praying for somebody to be delivered mm-hmm. and you said that the demons come seven times again mm-hmm. that would also be true for that person that didn't have Jesus but yet trying to cast out a demon too. 100% right because got to be prepared. God cannot defend you from a battle he did not send you mm-hmm. I'll say that again God cannot defend you from a battle he did not send you if you're going to get into a fight, be sure that you're equipped to fight. Yes, sir. I use this simple example of uh, my spiritual daughter, the prophetess, Taryn. She's been growing in grace, getting very powerful and very strong. But she had a service where she's been casting out devils. She's been casting out devils. But this one time, she was in service praying and this demon she could not cast out. Everybody panicked. She called me. I said, my daughter, relax. Uh, just keep them somewhere. The spirit will come down in her. When I come in the evening, we'll deal with it. Relax, small thing. When I came, two seconds, it was done. And then she asked me, Papa, why? I said, there are certain things you need to know. And after that, until now, there will, not, there will never be anything like that. If God has called you and you face a spirit more powerful than you, they will not have power to possess you because you still need to grow. Remember the disciples of Jesus asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast this demon out? Jesus explained to them, this kind come out if you do this and do that. If you don't have praying and fasting on top of what you have, you cannot cast out demons. But people took that scripture to mean that you fast and pray to cast out demons. No, they were already anointed. They were already empowered. It was their calling. But in order for them to increase, they needed to do that. Because your spiritual capacity is ever growing. Until we match up Jesus. And Jesus said, if you get to this level, greater work shall you do. It means that we are deciding how far we will go. Is that a good answer? Yes, very good. Is that a good answer? Very good. Those on YouTube, keep sharing it and send it to a lot more people so that we can continue. Amen. Now, this is very important as we go into what true demonic manifestations in people's life is. Listen to me carefully. Temptation is not demonic oppression. Temptation is not demonic possession. Temptation happens to all men. Even Jesus was tempted. That did not mean he's possessed. Can you hear me? Yeah. We hear you. Temptation is not demonic possession. 
Can I say that one more time? Yes, please. For people in the back. Temptation is not demonic possession. Temptation happens to all men. To every man, to every woman, to every child, temptation will come because temptation is part of how our holy character is developed. Because temptation is a manifestation of the fallen nature that is inherited in us from Adam. That is why the Bible says that God does not tempt you, but you are tempted by your own, not demons, your own evil desires, your own, your own. Somebody say my own. My own. You are tempted by your own evil desires. The devil simply comes to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But the temptation is there even without the devil. Little children will have a toy. If another child wants to take it, they don't want to share yet. They don't even know what being mean is. But that nature is inside of them. That even people who have matured and grown up and become men and women, some of them still struggle with these things like, oh, I don't want to give. I don't want to share. What? That is not a demon. That is just you. Temptation, give your best shoes. Ah, but I love them. You are touched. That is not demonic. It is the fallen nature that is in us that by walking with Jesus, being close to God, learning the ways of God, we start to forsake the ways of the flesh. So a lot of people in church, when they are tempted, they credit it to demons. No. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Jesus told his disciples, pray that you are not led into temptation. Why did Jesus say that? He was telling them, right now you guys are not as strong as you should be. Pray that God won't send you to temptation because me, I was led into it. Uh So when the Holy Spirit came upon me, when I was full of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit led me to be tempted. So being full of the Spirit doesn't mean you won't be tempted. Correct. I wish somebody would shout, come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Are you catching what I'm saying? Yes. To be tempted is just the fallen nature in you will be tested. And that also is evident if you have, is evidence for you to understand your maturity in Christ. How much higher have you come? Can somebody hear me? How much higher you have come? How elevated you have become in your character because the more your character is intact, the better you can carry the presence of God. Yes, true. So temptation comes to expose what is going on within us. Oh, I didn't know I still had that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know I still had that. 
Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I need to work on this father. Now I know. Help me. Help me. But temptation doesn't mean you're possessed. Mm. That's good. True. That's good. You're helping. Is this making sense so far? Yes, it is. You see, a lot of people teach about these things and they don't know what they're teaching about. This is why I am saying again, the wrong doctrine will get you bound. Imagine somebody who has temptation. Mm -hmm. An example is this. Every man will be tempted when he sees women. Mm -hmm. And as you mature as a man, it dies down. Mm -hmm. But it can always be before you. Same as every woman will see a good-looking man, your heart may skip a bit. That doesn't mean a demon entered you. It's human nature. Sometimes you'll be even attracted to somebody else. That's not necessarily demonic. It's human nature. So we need to know how to separate these things. That's if we don't know how to separate these things, then we'll make what is not demonic, demonic. Right. To be attracted to somebody doesn't mean you have the spirit of lust. Unless it becomes perverted and it goes dark, then we know there is a demonic influence. But to just look at somebody and to be like wishing, oh my God, I wish Auntie Benz, I wish Auntie Lamy, I wish... I wish Uncle Fred doesn't mean a demon is there. It's just human nature. Are we, you know, I want honest people. Can you wave your hands if this is the truth? It's the truth. Yeah, let's stop making it's certain true. things that are, uh, are not uh, satanic, satanic. Please, let's stop it. Let's be real. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Hallelujah. Yes. Let's stop that. So once that is out of the way, now our eyes are open. I am going to speak about extraordinary demonic activities. Extraordinary. Somebody say extraordinary. Extraordinary. These are what sometimes get you demons in your life. When people say leaving the door open, leaving the door open, leaving the door open, sometimes this is misunderstood. There is no human being on earth that does not sin. Everybody sins. There is a difference between sinning and leading a sinful life. The Bible says do not make your abode in sin. Meaning you can trip but pick yourself up. The righteous falleth seven times, but rises up again. There is no human being on earth that does not sin. I don't care if it is the Pope. I don't care if it is me. We all sin. That doesn't mean we are sinners. Because a sinner means that their life is centered on sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some things that will open your eyes. Are you ready? Ready. The first one is demonic infestation. Demonic infestation. 
Demonic infestation, many of you face it, but you don't realize it, and some people realize it. And if you don't carry the presence of God immediately, you're already in trouble. Demonic infestation is a location, a place or a location that there is high demonic activities or an object that is attracting evil and demonic presence. I will give you a story on my own experience. Like if a house has a demonic infestation, there will be demonic activity in the house. Sometimes the house will smell like somebody vomited. Pictures will move and fall by themselves. Books will fall. Things will move in the house or there will be activities that are just crazy in the house. That is a demonic infested house. But there can also be objects that are demonically infested. I remember in 2003, I was in Nairobi, Kenya. And me and my brother Christian who is in heaven, we had just come from tour. Those days I was a touring musician. But what I have now has always been there. It's not anything new. Uh, By God's grace, God permitted me to be like this. I don't know why. I never prayed for it, but God was just gracious. Praise the Lord. And as we toured, we came back. Anybody that knows me knows I love martial arts. So I went to a carpet store because I wanted a new carpet for my bedroom. Me and my brother Christian had an apartment together. So we went to the store. I picked out a carpet that had a beautiful tiger on it. I carried it. I took it home. I'm not saying tigers are bad. It's just an animal God created. No different from an eagle or a lion. But I bought this carpet quickly and I took it to the house. And when I got home, there's a young man called Jimmy that lived with us. And Jimmy was helping around the house. And Jimmy was like, oh, let me put your carpet down. Let me put your carpet down. The moment I took the carpet into the bedroom and it was opened, the Lord told me, take that carpet out of the house now. I said, Lord, why? He said, you did not hear me when you were buying it. I told you not to buy it. Mm. I said, ah. So while I'm speaking with God, Jimmy takes the carpet and opens it. The moment he's opening, I said, Jimmy, leave the carpet, leave it now. I wish my brother Richie was here, I would have called him. He opened the carpet, he froze. I said, Jimmy, Jimmy, are you okay? Yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Immediately he went mad. Instantly. Instantly he went mad. He could not talk. He started taking coins, chewing them. He went completely insane in seconds. I took the carpet, rolled it up, went to the back of the house, put it in a bin, lit it on fire and burnt it. When I came back, I looked at him, I said, leave. The evil spirit left him, he passed out. 
After a few minutes, he woke up. He said, what happened? Demonic infestation. As a child of God, don't put things that correspond to the demonic world in your house. Your trouble may be because you brought something in your house that is demonic. There was another young lady that I remember years ago. She was, somebody sent her clothes in the mail. It was a size, she didn't know where it came from. But she looked, oh, this is so nice. This is so amazing. The moment she put it on, she ran away from home. Nobody could find her. When we prayed and counseled whatever was on the cloth when God revealed it, I commanded her to come back home. She came home and she found herself at home. The mother took off the clothes, burnt it, she was back to normal. Demonic infestation. I know Buddha statues look good. Don't put it in your house. If somebody gives you something that you don't know who they are, pray spiritually. Don't just take anything. Pray about it. When you go and eat in a place, pray to have an okay within your spirit to go eat there. You don't need to tell the person who invited you. There are demons there. Just say, let's go somewhere else. Because certain places you go, you see it clearly that the people have their gods and their altars within the store. Right. And you go and sit there also and you're eating. They have already invited spirits in that place. You going to eat. You going in there to eat. Do you think it is wise? No. By any stretch of the imagination. Is somebody listening to me? Yes, Papa. It is not wisdom. Do you realize when the four Hebrew boys, Daniel and his three friends, went into Babylon, the food that the young men were fed was food from the king's table. And when they understood that the food was food dedicated to other gods, and the reason why the food was dedicated to other gods is because the king wanted to have influence, spiritual influence on the people that they were taking in. They chose men and women that were intelligent, that were gifted by God, but they wanted to pervert what God had given them. But the four Hebrew boys were smart. Because they were students of Jeremiah, they knew we are not supposed to eat food dedicated to other gods. So they took the eunuch that was above them or the one, their keeper, and they told him, listen, allow us to eat vegetables. Allow us to eat vegetables. He said, if you guys become sick, anything happens to you, the king will come after me. I will be in trouble. They said, no, 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 no. Don't worry. You will not be in trouble. Just give us a few days and see how we will look. The ones that ate from the king's table, 
they were still powerful magicians and whatever they perverted them to be because they took young men from different empires. But because they did not partake of that table, the Bible says they were healthier, they were fatter, and they were brighter. Now you tell me, if you eat salad every day, are you going to be fat? It's impossible. It means they avoided something spiritual and God nourished their body to look different. Amen. So when Daniel was doing the Daniel fast, that's what he was doing. By the way, there is no such thing as Daniel fast. (laughs) That was a trick. It's a trick. Oh, I'm just going to eat vegetables, Daniel fast. No, that's not a fast. Fasting is abstaining from food. That's a diet. Yes, sir. They chose a different diet. Are you listening to me? Yes. And you see that there was no demonic influence upon them. They were healthier. They were intelligent. And the Bible says their countenance was bright. There was a light that was upon them. Some of you, your light has been dimmed because of where you ate. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to the wrong people. Oh, we hear you. This is why when we pray for deliverance, some people, you start seeing them throwing up. You ate somewhere where dimmed your, where your glory was dimmed. Are, are you sure you can hear me? We hear you. If you're on YouTube, let me see some more fire flames. If you are on Zoom, let me see you wave your hands if you're here with me. If you can hear me clearly, hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are ways to know. Demonic, that's why I'm saying extraordinary. These are things that are there, but your eyes don't see. Because many of you just, there is no breakthrough. That demon must let you go. It's much deeper than that. Demonic vexation. Demonic vexation. Demonic vexation. I'm talking about supernatural demonic activity. Demonic vexation. What is demonic vexation? Demonic vexation is when a demon comes to you, has not possessed you, has not entered you, but this demon has power over your flesh whereby you find marks, scratches on your body. They literally afflict your physical body. Can somebody hear me? Yes. Yes. I've ministered to many people. You've seen me prophesy to them. I'm saying, you woke up the other day and you had scratches on your body like this. That is demonic vexation. Mm -hmm. Where a demon comes to torment your flesh. You wake up with bruises like you're in a fight. You're like, how, how did I get bruised? You wake up with marks like your scratches. Sometimes they even go as far as writing on your body. Wow. Right now, there are people who are on Zoom. There are people who are watching on YouTube. This has happened to you. You wake up, part of your hair has been shaved. Hey, the... 
at a certain time, your body is just in pain like somebody is choking you. Demonic vexation. You just sit, it feels like somebody is beating you in your stomach. Somebody is scratching you. Somebody is twisting your leg, twisting your... You're like, what is going on? The doctors can't see anything wrong. You try everything, nothing is wrong. Demonic vexation. If you're here, wave your hands. I want you to know the key to all this is the presence of Jesus. If Jesus is in a place, this is absolutely nothing. This is absolutely what? Nothing. It is a small thing. Another one is demonic obsession. Demonic obsession. Somebody say demonic obsession. Demonic obsession. One more time. Demonic obsession. I heard the Zoom people are not saying. Zoom people. Demonic what? Obsession. Uh-huh. Demonic obsession is when your thoughts are completely controlled by demons. They control your mind by pushing thoughts and ideas and desires that are completely dark that you ask yourself, I don't even like these things. Why am I thinking of them? That is demonic obsession. Your mind just keeps going to demonic things. If you walk on the street, you notice dead things on the street all the time. If there's feces on the street, you'll be the first. You will just know where it is without even actually, oh, people saying, oh, something smells. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's what it is. You, your eyes just go to trash. Dead animals, feces, nasty things. Your thoughts always think about death and bad things and ugly things consistently. This is demonic obsession. Demons having a mental influence on you. This demon has not entered you. This demon is just around you. His duty is to mess with your thoughts. Is somebody listening to me? Yes, Papa. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Yes. Many times after we pray for certain people, people start saying, my thoughts are so much clear. My thoughts were cloudy. I couldn't think normal. Now I just, I can just think. It is just, wow, I can, I'm just, my, my, my thoughts are no longer cloudy. I can just, I can just think. Demonic obsession. There's somebody called Roxanne Roberts on uh, YouTube said she actually woke up with marks on her body recently. Some other people are saying, yes, I've also had scratches. Another one is saying this happened to one of my friends, but Jesus will make us free. Another one is demonic oppression. Mm. 
to be oppressed by evil spirits. Everything you do, you hit a wall. Heaviness on you. You can't understand why it feels like energy is zapped from you. You are not sick. Nothing is wrong with you. You are consistently hitting a wall. You want to go far, you cannot go far. Anything you try to do is limited. There's a demon oppressing you. This is like the children of Israel within Egypt. You will work for the Egyptians, you you will never live. You have children, but you'll be a slave. Oppression. There is a taskmaster over you. That is demonic oppression. The last one that I will touch on tonight. Demonic possession. Demonic possession. Demonic possession. What is demonic possession? Is when an evil spirit or a devil has taken ownership of your body. The body has become his body. He's using the body for what it wants. You see a cute person all of a sudden. You have no power over me. The voice changes. You're like, woman, how did your voice get like this? She's mine. He's mine. I will never go. Ha, 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 ha. We have been in her too long. That is demonic possession. They have taken ownership of the body. Janet Jackson, why are you laughing at me? (laughs) (laughs) That's my daughter, Trinita. (laughs) Was that a good impression? (laughs) It just means I've cast out too many demons. (laughs) Even in little children, you've seen it. When a demon has taken possession of your body, they do with you. You no longer are the driver of your life. Somebody else is driving your life. Somebody else is controlling your life. Somebody else is determining what is happening with you. Your spirit and your soul are no longer in charge. Somebody else has taken ownership of your body. If you read, the Lord Jesus was coming into town and there was a man possessed by devils. This man no longer lived with men. This person lived in tombs, went to graveyards. The person was cutting his body with stone. You know, there are people who call themselves cutters today. This is not a new thing. It's in scripture. This person was cutting himself, wailing day and night, living in the tombs. The person had supernatural strength. Supernatural strength that you could not handle. Even if 10 men came to handle one person, they can't. We haven't we seen that in church? I'm sorry, I'm going to use my, my, my dear daughter, Uju. 
when Juju was getting free, people couldn't hold that little person. Ah, she gave JT the eye like this. Everybody's heart was beating like this. But nobody could handle. There are people that we have like van as big as his stand up. Let's see how giant you are. The Bahamian prince, Dr. Dati Wine. This is a big man. I'm six feet and some change. Look how big he is. How many pounds do you weigh? 200 and what? 215. 215. This is a strong man. He could not handle one small person. A few people had to come and gather one side holding like this. <laughs> it's true. Are you listening to me? Yes. They gather supernatural strength. The Bible says that chains could not hold this man. He could just do this and break chains. Imagine one person that can just break chains. There was somebody else controlling the body. That means your physical strength doesn't come from your genetics. There is your physical limits, but there's your spiritual limits. Samson was strong because of his spiritual DNA, not his physical stature. Actually, when you read in scripture, the reason why Samson was so scary to people was because Samson was actually a little guy. The Bible does not say Samson was a very tall guy. It doesn't say he was a very muscular guy. But every Samson movie you watch, they make him this strong Hercules looking person. He wasn't. He was a regular man with supernatural strength. Is this making sense so far? Yes, Papa. When a demon has possessed an individual, that is the outcome. They will make you love things that you don't even love. They will make you addicted to things because they are putting in the body what they want, no longer you. There are people who have a death scare, but they will go back to something that almost killed them. And they can't control it because it is not them. Somebody else is the owner of the body. Is this making sense so far? Yes, it does. Are you learning something? Yes, we are. So before we continue, is there any other question? You can ask questions that you, especially you who have microphones here. I ask have a question. Okay, go ahead, Auntie Benz, and then you can ask also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this can is I about demonic infestation. Mm-hmm. So what would be, I guess, the balance as far as being wise? Because sometimes I think Christians can be overzealous to say, oh, I can just bring anything into my house or I can just go any place. So what about, they'll say, okay, I prayed over this, so I've sanctified it, or it's okay for it to be in my house. Where can we draw that line as far as just being wise? That's a good question. Now, Jesus said this. He said, give Caesar what is Caesar's and give God what is God's. There are things you can't sanctify. Wow. Hmm. The overzealousness comes because people have no discernment. They are not working with the Holy Spirit. They are determining things by their sight. Not because of what God has spoken inside. An example is this. I remember the first time I went to Rodeo years ago. And I went to this one store. 
that the door handle was serpents, two snakes like this. When I got there, I said, Rabba Shakatabaya. I'm not opening this door. God told me, you foolish man, open the door. Go inside and see. I remember those snakes were created by God. Amen. It's just an animal. Moses turned his stuff into a snake, picked it up. A snake doesn't mean the devil. The devil just killed the reputation of snakes. Or somebody didn't hear me. Yeah, I heard you. The devil just destroyed the reputation of a snake. But the snake in itself, the creature, is not bad. It's just an animal God created. So the zealousness comes because you are assuming what God said and you're not doing what God said. Some things can look godly, but they're demonic. And there are things that look demonic that are godly. Do you understand what I'm saying? The key is being led by the Spirit of God. Anyone that is overzealous, it means they are out of God. It's about them, no longer about God. This is why we need to cultivate our relationship with God so that you can go somewhere and you have the peace and the understanding of God. This one I should get. No, that one is not for me. This one is for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. So you need wisdom of the spirit, not zeal of the spirit. Because zeal can be carnal. Easily. Just like some people say, oh, this pastor casting out demons looking good in a suit, expensive suit, you can't cast. Who said clothes will make you not cast out a demon? Mm -hmm. But they have this concept because they are distorted in their mind. Their zeal for Christ has made them hate earthly things that if you dress nicely, you are not of God. I remember one video I was praying, and you know I like my rings. And I... (laughs) And I was praying for her, come out. They said, I don't know why, that, that ring just looks questionable. <laughs> I was like, what do you guys want from me? I'm casting out demons in the name of Jesus. You just have to find something wrong. That is because they are too zealous to the point everything is bad. You can't even enjoy life. How will God bless you if everything is bad? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Touch your neighbor, say be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Type online or on Zoom, just say be wise. And say it with confidence with your chest. Be wise. be wise. He's the only one using his microphone. Say be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Yeah, we need wisdom. Any other question before we Yes, move? I had one. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, regarding demonic infestation. You yes. had mentioned when you walk into a place like a restaurant and you see that there are They've already got their gods up yep. and they've already invited those things in. Mm-hmm. If the believer is unknowing to that, mm-hmm. does it mean that it has no impact, no effect? Not necessarily, but it could because God is gracious. Mm-hmm. You see, the good thing is that we are not protecting ourselves. It is God protecting us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. That's good. When God reveals to us, then it is our responsibility. Sometimes we don't know. But because God is a good father, he will protect us. But that doesn't mean we should be ignorant. Right. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Because we can be ignorant. We don't want to. We don't care. That's a mistake. You should care. Especially if you understand who you are in Christ, you should care. 
You should care. You should care, 100%. But there are times we don't know. But because we don't know what our safeguard and our protection is, is what? The presence of God. God will keep you. He will keep you in all your ways that you do not dash your foot against a stone. His angels will keep you. The spirit of God will lead you. There are times you don't know you're in your humanity. God is gracious. But when you do know you are wise, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you do know, you use wisdom. Did that answer? Yeah, the first thing that came to mind was that the little golden cat in the sushi yeah. place. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I have no idea what that is. But Yeah, they, they, it's, it's, it's an altar. But not every sushi place has a golden cat. And if you have discernment, some people are just doing that to make it look more Japanese. It has nothing spiritual behind it. It's just culture, tradition. Do you get what I'm saying? Christians will go and say, if the the sushi spot doesn't have a cross, I'm not eating there. (laughs) Some things is just culture, tradition. That's good, that's good. I remember one time, uh, um, I'm going to use... um, some man of God that looks like Jesus. Amen. <laughs> he went to pray for a certain family that I know. And these guys were African, so they had a lot of African stuff. You know, like our stuff, Benny, like traditional, cool stuff. Mm. This person walked in. said, no, 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 no. Take everything down. There is a bad presence here. So they took everything away, put it in a certain room. They said, yeah, you need to get rid of this. And then prayed for the family and left. No single manifestation. They called me and they said, ah, they said, I said, guys, put your stuff back in the house. What are you doing? Are you getting what I'm saying? Some things are just tradition. Has nothing to do with spirits or anything. It's just cultural. Just like if you go to Japan, you will see Japanese things in the people's house. They wear dress a certain way. They'll have certain paintings. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily demonic or spiritual. It's just tradition. Just like when you come to L.A., the first thing you associate Los Angeles with is what? Palm trees. It's just tradition. So if you see palm trees, does it mean it's demonic? Somebody who loves palm trees and puts palm trees in their house. It doesn't mean that. So you need spiritual discernment. That's why you need the spirit of God that when you get to a place, you can tell what is going on spiritually here. Ah, ah. This opposes. You sit, you enjoy your food, you're out. And there are places you get, you're like, "Mm, this guy's are trying to really do stuff, you find another place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The beautiful thing is they will never run out of good places to go to. It's right. true. Amen. Don't just cancel every restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I only eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or in and out they have scriptures at the bottom. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So now, how do we get delivered? How do we get delivered? 
This is a very, very important thing now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is necessary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give you this scripture real quick. Psalms 103. Before we go to Psalms 103, let's do this. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. 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 Listen to what it says. And it reads, mm-hmm. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One more time. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can we all read it together? One, two, three. If, if we, we confess, confess our, our sins, sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One, two, three, one more time. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One more time. One, two, three. If, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One more time. One, two, three. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember, the key to deliverance is Jesus being your friend. Amen. Jesus doesn't like sin. He is more powerful. He has the ability to forgive you, to rekindle his relationship with you. But God wants us to be honest about sin. And if we are able to confess sin, he is faithful to forgive us. And if he forgives us, then he can be in our life. Deliverance is not about confessing witchcraft. It is about confessing sin. The main thing is you being clean that his presence can be in your life. The key to being delivered is to be clean from sin. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Let's go to Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Yes. Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Mm -hmm. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Mm -hmm. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, Mm -hmm. who healeth all thy diseases, Mm -hmm. who redeemeth thy life from destruction, Uh who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Yes. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things, yes. so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm-hmm. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment mm-hmm. for all that are oppressed. Mm-hmm. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Uh-huh. The Lord is merciful and gracious, mm-hmm. slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Yes. He will not always chide. Neither will he keep his anger forever. Uh-huh. He had not dealt with us after our sins, yes. nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Yes. For as the heaven is high above the earth, mm. so great is his mercy 
toward them that fear him. Mm -hmm. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Yes. Like as a father pity pitieth his children, mm -hmm. so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Mm -hmm. For he knoweth our frame. He re remembereth that we are dust. Mm -hmm. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he is flourished. Yes. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, mm -hmm. and the place thereof shall know it no more. Yes. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting mm -hmm. upon them that fear him, mm -hmm. and his righteousness unto children's children, mm -hmm. to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Mm -hmm. The Lord had prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, mm -hmm. that do his commandments, Hearkening unto the, the voice, voice of his, of his word. word. Mm -hmm. Bless ye the Lord, all he his hosts, mm -hmm. ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of, of his dominion. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. Notice, all these benefits begins when he forgives you. Mm. No forgiveness, no benefits. Every benefit of God begins by repentance and God is gracious and merciful to forgive us. The moment he forgives us, healing becomes easy. He begins to heal all your diseases. He begins to satisfy your mouth with good things. He begins to give you long life. All those things become your portion because Jesus is with you. If you are not clean, mm -hmm. you cannot reap the benefits of being with the Lord. Deliverance is all about relationship with the king. Amen. Don't let anybody deceive you. It is not about how quick and how loud you shout fire. It is not about all those things. It is about making sure my relationship is good with Jesus. The moment my relationship is good with Jesus, victory. Every time the Lord left Israel, they were in trouble. Mm -hmm. The moment they confessed their sin, they were delivered. Mm -hmm. True. True. What you need to be asking yourself is... What does my walk with Christ look like? That's the question. That is a serious question. Yes, I want to be delivered. I know God has the power to deliver me. But what is my walk with him? Do, just, do I just want to be free and keep doing what I do? Or do I want to be free so that I can follow him? Whenever Jesus delivered people, he told them, follow me. And if he told them to go, you say, go and sin no more. Because the corporate of all demonic stories is sin. When Jesus found the man by the pool, he asked him, why are you here? He said, nobody is here to put me in the pool. Jesus heals him and tells him, go and sin no more. The guy is healed. Later on, Jesus comes to him. He said, you see, you've been made well. He said, yeah. He said, be careful. Don't do what you used to do. If you do it, you'll be worse. But Jesus found him in the temple. But the man was in the temple waiting to be healed, but he was never healed because sin was in his life. 
When Jesus was preaching at a certain house, the roof was taken apart and a man was dropped into the house. Jesus, seeing their faith, he felt sorry for them. Jesus put his gaze on them and he said this, which is easier? To say, pick up your bed or your sins are forgiven. And Jesus said this to provoke them because Jesus looked at the young man and he told him, take courage, my son. Your sins have been forgiven. Notice Jesus always addressed sin before he does anything of God. Before he began to tell you, do this. First thing, take courage, my son. Your sins have been forgiven. They were like, who does he think he is forgiving sin? Jesus said, let me show you which one is easier. Pick up your bed or your sins are forgiven. He said, so that you know the son of man has authority to forgive sin in the earth. He said, young man, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your bed and walk. The guy immediately was healed and he walked. Amen. What is making you crippled? What is making you tormented? What is making you oppressed? Is the fact that you don't have a lifestyle that can keep the presence of God. Mm. You don't have a life that can, that can uh, uh, cause God to be around you. It's an off and on relationship. When you feel good, you are with God. When trouble comes, you are away from God. When you're tempted, you are away from God. It is not a consistent, permanent relationship. Mm -hmm. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you, Papa. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. That is a serious problem. Before we pray, I want you to grab your sacrificial seed. Grab something that means something to you. I want you to go to prophetlovi.com. Grab it and say, God, thank you for what you have taught us today. What I am learning today, I thank you, Father. I am grateful for it. Amen. Thank you. I totally appreciate it Amen. that because of this message, I will be taken to another Praise level. And indeed, today I will be truly delivered. Amen. Find that seed and be appreciative to God. You're not giving because you're buying deliverance. You're saying thank you to God. Amen. I want you to go quickly and then we'll be back and then we'll pray. We are back again and uh, I am grateful for the Lord for the time that he has given us. Amen. Now for everybody that is watching now, it is time to pray and it is time for the hand of the Holy Spirit to bring freedom to us. Amen. It is time that God wants to liberate you. He wants to free you. He wants to deliver you. This is the hour. Amen. I want you wherever you are. I don't want you to sit. I want you to stand so that we can pray. If you're driving, uh, I suggest maybe you don't actually watch or you park your car until we are finished praying. Because I don't want, just in case there is something with you, we don't want you to get into an accident because you lose control. We don't want that. It's not wisdom. So I want you to be in a safe place so that God can visit you, God can visit your family, so that every one of you can be free. 
The key again is very simple. The presence of Jesus is our freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Can you bring back that scripture one more time please for us? It was uh, in Corinthians. Where the spirit, the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We want you and your family to be free. Anyone connected to you to be free. It is the will of our great God. It is the will of our Father. Don't just have good words, but let there be a tangible manifestation of God in your life. Listen to what it says again. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It's a side effect. If you take sleeping pills, the side effect is you sleep. You have Jesus, the natural effect is liberty. There are two things that we are going to do today. Some of you need to rededicate your relationship with the king. Most of you, I am sure you are born again. But some of you need to rededicate your life to him. You need to go back to him and say, you know what? I haven't been good in this relationship. I am ready to make it right and to walk with you. The beautiful thing about the Lord Jesus is his hands are always open. The Lord's hands are always open to receive us. The question is, will we go to him? That is the big question. So before we do the rededicating our lives and all that good stuff, let us clean ourselves before him. If we are pure before him, it is natural for him to be with us. If we are not pure before him, it is natural for him not to be with us. The Lord said this, he said, my hand is not short to deliver, nor my ears dull to hear. But your sins have separated you from me. So sin separates us from God, not God from us. Sin separates us from him, not God from us. Because God's love is beyond sin. But sin will keep us from him, not him from us. So God can come to you. And you will not be able to receive him. Because sin will keep you from receiving him. He doesn't prevent him, but he prevents us. If you're ready to pray, wave your hands. If you're ready to pray, wave your hands. Whether you're on Zoom or wherever you are, wave your hands. Wave your hands. Wave your hands and, and, and just, okay, everybody has understood. We are ready now. Lift up both your hands to him. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I thank you for your love and your mercy. I thank you for your love and your mercy. That you are slow to anger. 
that you are slow to anger, but plentiful in mercy. Lord, you remember that we are just dust. Lord, you remember that we are just dust. We are full of errors. We are full of errors. Pride. But Father, you are merciful. But Father, you are merciful. You remember our life is like grass. You remember that our life is like grass. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Because of your mercy. Because of your mercy. We have refuge. We have refuge. The Bible says, "Come to the throne of grace." The Bible says, "Come to the throne of grace." That we may receive mercy. That we may receive mercy in time of need. In time of need. Father this is our hour of need. Father this is our hour of need. We don't need money. We don't need money. We don't need cars. We don't need cars. We don't need houses. We don't need houses. We don't even need health. We don't even need health. We need you. We need you. Lord Jesus we need you. Lord Jesus we need you. If we have you. If we have you. We have everything. We have everything. Our need is you. Our need is you. Our sins have kept us from you. Our sins have kept us from you. We have done things that have kept us from you. We have done things that have kept us from you. We have said things that have kept us from you. We have said things that have kept us from you. Our thoughts have kept us from you. Our thoughts have kept us from you. Every thought of our imagination. Every thought of our imagination is continually wicked. Is continually wicked. Is continually evil. Is continually evil. But Lord, you are merciful. Lord, you are merciful. You remember we are dust. You remember we are dust. You redeemed us because you know our weaknesses. You redeemed us because you know. You carried that cross because you knew we cannot carry it. You carried our cross because you know we cannot carry it. You know we have no power to deliver ourselves. You know we have no power to deliver ourselves. We have tried to perfect our lives. We have tried to perfect our lives. But we have continually fallen short. But we have continually fallen short. And every time we have done it. And every time we have done it. It has gotten worse. It has gotten worse. Lord, we surrender ourselves in your hands. Lord, we surrender ourselves in your hands. Be merciful to us today. Be merciful to us today. Oh Lord Jesus, I cry. Oh Lord Jesus, I cry. Lord Jesus, I cry. Lord Jesus, I cry. Be merciful unto me. Be merciful unto me. Nothing is hidden from you. Nothing is hidden from you. You know all things. You know all things. You know my coming in. You know my coming in. You know my going out. You know every single secret thing. You know every single secret. When no man can see me, when no man can see me, you see me. You see me. You see my thoughts. You see my thoughts. You see what is in my heart. You see me behind walls. You see me behind walls. You see all things. But you are merciful. But you are merciful. You are bountiful with love. You are bountiful with love. Father, have mercy on us. Father, have mercy on us. We have no shame before you. We have no shame before you. Because you will dress us because you will dress us you will cover us with your righteousness you will cover us with your righteousness lord adam and eve lord adam and eve when they sinned when they sinned they became 
naked. You dressed them in the garden. And sent them out. But today, O Lord, you are dressing us by your righteousness. Covering us in Jesus. But you are not sending us away. You are keeping us with you. Because you know we need your presence. Our Lord and God. Our Lord and God. We come honestly before you. We come honestly before you. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our sins. Now listen to me extremely carefully. I want you to genuinely repent before God. Tell God, Lord, you know this, you know this. I can't even hide it from you. You know all of it. This one and this one and this one and this one. Name them by name before him. As far as you can remember. And what you don't remember, say, Lord, others I don't even remember. But I'm sure I have done wrong. But because you are merciful, please, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Receive me. Forgive me. When you genuinely pray like this, God is merciful to redeem us. God is good to come to our rescue. God will not only come into our lives permanently, but everything also that is wicked will naturally live our lives. To ask for forgiveness is necessary. After we ask for forgiveness, I will lead you in another prayer and then will break demonic chains because Jesus will be ready for us. Hallelujah. I want you to open your mouth and begin honestly asking for forgiveness for the sins that you know that you're dealing with. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Father, I humble myself. We come before you, God, who is full of mercy. Lord, our words have not been good. Our thoughts have been wrong. Our heart has been wrong. We have committed all manner of sins. Immorality, idolatry, fornication. We have fallen in all manner of sins. But our God, you are merciful. You are good God. Father, have mercy on us. 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 Have mercy on me, King of glory. Have mercy on me, King of glory. Have mercy on every man and every woman that is watching. Forgive us for walking in anger and forgiveness. Forgive us for bitterness. Forgive us for deception. Forgive us for every single unclean act. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh Lord, have mercy. My Lord and my God, have mercy. Lift up your voice. I can't hear. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.